Welcome to the Maryland PTAC podcast, Assist and Win, where we showcase client success stories and feature procurement experts to help small business owners. I'm your host, Yasmin Razak, and I'm the marketing and training coordinator here at the PTAC. Today's guest is Miss Arthenia LaFleur, a PTAC procurement specialist and VA certified counselor. Arthenia is our longest serving procurement specialist and has been part of our program since 2005. Her primary area of assistance lies in Anne Arundel and Baltimore counties. She has over 20 years of experience in the field of procurement and government contracting, starting in 1999 as a senior contract administrator. Thank you for joining us today, Alpenia. Thank you for having me, Yasmin. I look forward to speaking with you. Good. So I've done the, the official introduction, but I'd like uh -huh. you to tell us a little bit about your story, your career background and how you came to be a PTAC counsellor. Okay. So I've been doing procurement for quite a while. I started off as a DOD intern um, actually at the Pentagon. Uh, during that time, I was able to gain a lot of experience and training. I did cradle to grave contracting, which gave me a great variety of procurement uh, background and experience in the FAR regulation. Um, so how I became a PTAC client, actually, at the time I had my own business um, for the State Department as a subcontractor. And my husband at the time thought it would be a great idea for us to move to Baltimore. So I took the leap of faith and I resigned uh, from that contract and we moved to Baltimore and I said, well, I need to find a job. And so I saw uh, this job advertised and that was in 2003. So I had been with the PTAC for 17 years of my career and it has been a wonderful, wonderful journey. I have met wonderful people. I've done some great, fantastic uh, training, workshops, and um, I've enjoyed every second. Some days have been more challenging than others, but um, it's been a great journey and a great career. Okay, so could you tell us a little bit about why it's important to you to work um, in disadvantaged areas and work with businesses that perhaps are struggling to get assistance or who traditionally have been ignored uh, by the business community? Well, it's, it's very, very important to me, first of all, because I really love working with small uh, firms and one now that we're in the midst of this virus um, that's more challenging because solicitations are few and far in between. And I'm telling my clients that you really have to outshine your competition. Um, it's gone are the days where you can just simply say, I wanna do business with the federal government. You really have to know why you wanna do business. You need to know whether really is government contracting right for your business? Uh, there's so many things that you need to know before you approach a government agency, whether that's on the local or state level. Um, you got to know the COMA, uh, FAR regulation. When is the government spending money? 
how much are they spending and what type of contracts that you should be applying for. Uh, you're not going to be a perfect fit for every solicitation that's advertised. Uh, so I enjoy that part of the job. I enjoy helping the small business, making sure that their management approach is uh, accurate, whether they have the finances to finance the contract, do they have the equipment to finance the contract, and do they have a line of credit? So I enjoy just working with the clients to make sure that they understand all the steps um, from the beginning to the end. And that's why I appreciate and so glad that I had gained uh, knowledge and experience from working with contracts from cradle to grave. Because as you look at the solicitation, the statement of work, down to the final uh, contract award, and beyond that to contract administration. Okay, now you are a VA certified counselor, so you work with veterans. What exactly yeah. does that mean? What, what, how does that differ to working with, with non-veterans? Well, it's very, very different because it's a VA verification. It's not a certification, but a verification qualifies that veteran-owned small business for a certain set-asides in government contracting. Um, and a lot of my veterans come with experience because they've gained a lot of uh, experience while they were in the military. So it's really very rewarding because they already had made contacts. They already know uh, how the agency is going to buy. And for the most part, sometimes the uh, agency is just waiting for them to retire to start their business. And they already know they need a DUNS number and a CAGE code and how to go in and um, fill out their vendor information page. So we basically uh, walk through the steps with them. It can be a little challenging um, that they understand uh, they will not get a contract right away. It may take 18 to 24 months to get a contract. So if they're in a service-related industry, they still have to compete. Just because they become uh, verified by the VA does not guarantee a contract. They still have to compete. They have to still be within the government's uh, budget. So it is a process, a process that we try to teach them through our monthly training. Uh, but one of the great things that I love about the VA now is that they're offering a lot of webinars so we're referring the uh, veterans to the webinars so that they will have a better understanding of government contracting. You talked a little bit about your monthly class. It's probably one of our most popular classes here at the PTAC, and it's an introductory mm -hmm. government contracting class. What is the main lesson that business owners can learn from attending this class? Uh, one of them is to really know the process, the procurement process. What do you need in order to be successful? How are you going to outshine your competitors? Do you have the management skills? What do you do when you are first awarded a contract? We talk about an amendment. We talk about modification. We talk about when to contact a contracting officer. 
how do you respond to uh, a state solicitation versus a federal solicitation? So it is a wonderful training. I urge anyone that's interested in bidding on a, a solicitation, make sure that you are sign up for this class. And then we like to follow up uh, once that they have uh, completed the training. And it helps me also because if they're doing a follow-up session from some of the items that I've taught in that class, I can easily go back to my presentation and pick up where we left off after the training and continue to help the client. So it's, it's an excellent training. Um, I've enjoyed doing it for the last almost two years now. And a lot of the clients have gained valuable information from that training. Okay, now you've been working with all kinds of businesses um, and contractors for a very long time. What would you say is the most common mistake that you see business owners making contracting and how can they avoid it? Oh, one of the, um, I guess the biggest one would be trying to please their customers. So they will uh, have a project manager uh, and they're working on sites. So the project manager will approach the uh, business owner um, and want them to do additional work. Uh, one of the things that the business owner will do will go on and do the work without an amendment, without additional scope of work, without additional funds being added to the contract. And so in some cases they do it um, and they never get paid for it. Or they have to submit a claim and wait a whole year to get paid. So one of the things I really, really stress is not to do work unless it's included in the statement of work unless you have funds to cover that particular contract, do not continue to do extra work. I know you wanna please your customer, but the chances of you getting paid for that extra work without an amendment is very slim sometimes. So that's my big takeaway with adding additional work without having the additional funds to cover the work. Okay, well, that's a great tip. Um, now, you've seen a lot of businesses struggle, but you've also seen and helped a lot of businesses to succeed. Would you like to share one of your client success stories with us? Yes. Uh, one of my clients, Matos, uh, is an 8A firm out of Baltimore City. They're a construction firm. I first met them in 2016, and they had just received their 8A certification with no government experience, but they were 8A and they were ready to hit the streets running uh, with their first 8A contract. And I actually had to work with them for at least 12 months before they actually won their first 8A contract with the government agency. Uh, and what was so wonderful with, about working with them was that they listened. They followed their action plan. Anything that they were not sure of. They either emailed me or they called me. Anything that they didn't understand from the contracting officer, they were in constant communication with me. And I'm so proud of them because now um, they are hub zone as well as 8A. Uh, they have gotten some great set aside contracts. So now we're in the transitional uh, phase with them where once they graduate from the 8A program, they should be successfully winning contracts 
as a non-8A contractor because they have had the time to be groomed in a proper manner to be able to be competitive. And so that's one of the great things about the 8A program is once you're in that transitional phase, we wanna make sure that you will be able to continue to grow your company and to look for contracts and solicitations um, that you'll be able to bid on. So if you're bidding against a large contractor, uh, that's gonna be kind of challenging. Um, so we're looking now as well for subcontracting opportunities, but they have been great to work with. And again, one of the items that I really appreciated about this client is that they had followed the action plan and they have done a tremendous job at, with customer satisfaction. So that's my success story. I am proud of them uh, for what they do in Baltimore City, how they have grown, how they've been add, able to add uh, employees to the payroll and to win contracts on a regular basis. So we're looking forward to uh, working with them in the future as well. Oh, that's a wonderful story to hear. And I hope they do continue to succeed. I'm sure they will with your guidance. So that was great to hear. Thanks for that. Now, mm -hmm. why is it important for business owners to come to the PTAC for help? Oh, it's very, very important. Um, if you're a new business owner, or even if you have been in business for a while, uh, we at the PTAC are very, very experienced counselors. We will guide you through the steps. Um, I will do a business assessment. And if I feel you're not ready for the federal government as a prime contractor, I will suggest that you get a subcontract. I will suggest that you get past performance in a particular agency. Uh, we will look at the government agency and we will see which government agencies um, have met their small business goals, which ones have not. If they have not met their small business goals, we wanna know why. Because we have great clients, we have great firms, we have uh, firms that have all their certifications, we have firms that have their GSA schedule. We have firms that are veterans and they are ready and able to do work with the federal government. So I think it's very important for uh, small business owners to come to the PTAC, to get trained, to know how to respond to a solicitation, to know what it means to have past performance, what does it mean for a firm fixed price contract versus uh, a cost reimbursement contract? What is for uh, part 19? What does that mean? So it's very important to come to the PTAC to get your training, to get the webinar training, also to have us to review the solicitation before you start writing your technical or your cost proposal. Because you may find out down the road, uh, you started this process with the uh, proposal, but you don't have the past performance or you need a DUNS number or your SAM registration isn't up to date or you're not in the SBA profile. Or we may say to you, have you researched the agency's procurement forecast? Well, no, because they don't know what a forecast is. And the PTAC is very helpful with helping our, our clients to know 
this information prior to submitting a bid. So it's very important um, because the government has so many different rules and regulations, whether it's on the local, state, or federal level that a business owner should be aware of. And we may say, you know, you're not ready for federal government. You may not be ready for federal government until you've been in business for five years. So why not start on the local basis? It's nothing wrong with marketing to Anne Arundel County or Prince George County or Montgomery County. Get your foot in the door and make sure that you have the certifications that you qualify for. So that's, those are some of the reasons why um, I suggest strongly that you come to the PTAC. Well, they're all great reasons. Um, and I completely agree, obviously. So I'm going to wrap this up now, Althea, by mm -hmm. asking you if you have any parting words of advice for business owners listening in on this, and particularly in the light of we're recording this in September 2020 in the midst of this terrible pandemic, mm. which yes. is, um, has been a terrible blow to a lot of yes. businesses. What would you yes. say to business owners about continuing to succeed? Definitely you wanna look for new opportunities. You wanna do your homework. You wanna start looking at procurement forecasts on the state and local level. The state of Maryland now has their 2021 procurement forecasts out on the web. So you can start looking at these opportunities. We wanna prepare you uh, to be able to bid on these solicitations. And then the federal government's uh, 2020 fiscal year will be ending September 30th. Uh, so they, so most of those federal agencies are mandated to have their new procurement forecasts on their website the 1st of October. Start looking at these opportunities. You can look at them by next codes. You can see what quarter that the solicitation uh, may be released, get to do your background work. You wanna find out as much as you can uh, about that procurement, whether it's a recompete. If it's a recompete, who is the incumbent? Uh, what is the current price of the contract? Do I have the contract funds to be able to bid on the contract? And will I be successful as a contractor in the government agency. Um, so those are some of the things as we move forward into 2021 physical year, whether you wanna bid on a state or a federal contract, we wanna work with you to make sure that you are successful for a new procurement fiscal year coming forward. We don't know what the budget is gonna be, uh, funds are, are, are being redirected every day based on now circumstances. But we want to have you prepared to be able to move forward. And don't forget commercial business. There may be a lot of commercial work coming out. It may be where the prime construction um, contractors are looking for subcontractors. Be aware of those opportunities. We can help you. We're here to help you. That's great. Thank you so much for all your great advice and tips and sharing your story with us today, Athenia. Oh, my pleasure.